Minus three is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place in all the world to make every moment count more than with FanDuel. Make sure you're doing it at FanDuel.com slash minus three, the word minus, the number three. We love FanDuel at the Extra Points Network. Great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, all the sports that are heating up right now. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's the number one sports book for good reason, don't you know? It's easy to use, fast payouts, it's safe and secure. It's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into what's known as a same game parlay. You can bet individual player point totals. You can bet the over under. You can bet the the point spread. You can bet an individual point total, an individual team's point total. Do it all at fanduel.com and remember do it at fanduel.com slash minus three help your pals out here at minus three and also head over to extrapoints.com and into the arcade new games available for you there all the great shows and now let's start this show minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus 3, presented by FanDuel. Bet along with us or against us. Either way, have it your way. Just make sure you do it at FanDuel.com. Slash Minus 3, the word minus. The number three, a big weekend of pro basketball, college basketball, NHL, baseball. Nowhere to be found. A lot of measurements being taken of prospective pro football players. Let's talk about all of it, shall we? With our main man, sitting there looking back at me on our zoom here and he's in your ears and probably in your heart as well. It's Kevin Hench. What's the poop fella? Well, it was so funny. You know, I Spaghetti will understand this because he works out. You, you, you just maybe have seen it in a movie check, but um, mm. so I work out the same way I studied for midterms, which is I leave myself the absolute bare minimum of time to get it done. Like that you will get a zero if you wait one more second, you will not work out. Go. So then I'm so I planned on working out right up until showtime. I could have a nice anaerobic, you know, endorphin buzz as I come in to, to talk about Kenny Pickett's uh, tiny hands. And uh, and so and so then I I didn't time it exactly right. And I had another super set of triceps left on the agenda when it was showtime. And then I was like, oh, I fucked up. Oh, well, time to get to work with Sheck and Spaghetti. Then I got your text. I'm going to need 15 more minutes. But my body had already shut down. Mm. I'd already bailed on the workout. So it was like Pedro Martinez getting set back, sent back out for the eighth inning. In Took the words out of my mouth. I was just <laughs> thinking, Hench, is it Hench so or is it Pedro there? Yeah. So Grady Little tells me, no, you got another, you got another superset. What, what's that? You know, my triceps are like, I'm shut down. I'm not, I can't do another. So, so I performed as well as Pedro on my last set of tricep supersets, but I'm here. I'm excited. I didn't know if the real, I'd say you're another hero. Kenny Pickett overcoming the small hands. You guys certainly take top billing over the Ukrainian people. I well, say, try to, what? a couple thoughts. Okay. I'll, oh, you're going to jump in on that. I'll okay. start with Kenny Pickett. Okay. Okay. Obviously, I want to say there, there, there's a silver lining here. I mean, as someone who who shares his disability, I don't know if I can get these little mittens, these little tiny flippers on camera, but I also 
have little baby hands, which yeah. not not great for for slinging this pig skin. But when you masturbate, oh my god, it, it's like you're Ron Jeremy. It's it's such a you, you think you know it's bad at the scouting <laughs> combine, but you know. Pickett thinks he has a huge cock. It's fan- It's so fantastic on the flip side. Well, his hand uh, thinks that. Yeah. Now Pickett's hand, right. But okay. it also goes the other way. So, like, Julius Irving, of course it's great for dunking in traffic, but it's brutal and shameful <laughs> when your junk just disappears into that giant pot roast you you can barely feel it with that those giant mitts. So I don't know. So in so doctor, that's wow, fascinating. I see. Look at you, glass half full sort of fella. There, you can if you can pick up a glass with one of your tiny little baby hands. Tiny hand, uh, all full. Glass half full. Tiny hand, all full of penis. Um, so yeah, I, so I feel you'd be the star of uh, a masturbation combine. If they oh, yeah. were to have such a thing. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you know, Kenny Pickett's football career is finite, but hopefully he'll be making love to himself for the rest of his life. So, of the, you know, it's not it's not the end of the world is all I'm saying. Do you think before the measurement, by the way, there's no fluffer for your hands. You can't get your hands fluffed. He was doing hand stretching exercises. What the hell? What are we doing? What, 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 what kind of life is this for grown men to be measuring other men's hands? Do you think he watched the OJ video of how to make your hands look too big for the gloves? You, you got you to gotta get your – this is what you do. You really stretch them out. Spread them out. There exists video of him actually playing the sport that he does. To- okay. Does he throw with the one hand or does he need both hands like the way a toddler I mean, uh, throws a football? I know. Uh, and everybody who I'm sure will jump in on my timeline to let me know, you know, the football's. Yeah, I understand. I, I, I have a hunch that this will not limit his ability to to play pro football is the size of his mitts, given what we've seen. Oh, it, it's, this is not a, uh, um, a guy who only played one game in the last 18 months. There's plenty of video that will offset the measurement of his hand in Indianapolis. But safe to say he likes the ball inflated at kind of like a Tom Brady level. His want that like thing that. to get too big. Tom Brady, soon to be a member of the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, Hench, you called this one, but good. He, I mean, I don't know if you saw his statement. Um, he was on with uh, Fred Couples on his podcast, and he was talking about like, yeah, just, you know, stuff I'd been looking forward to, like playing some golf. And yeah, I I played some golf and uh, I'm going to go visit my parents, sleep in my boyhood bed. Uh, yeah, that's that's about what I got going now. He's coming back. Get ready, everybody. By the way, does anything scream you were raised rich more than your parents have the same fucking house when you've been in the NFL for 20 years? Everyone else in the NFL bought their parents a new house. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I was raised so rich, I didn't even have to buy my parents a house. I'm just (laughs) in the same huge bed I grew up in. All right, we have some best bets coming up for you. We have um, – I do want to get your thoughts on where pro basketball is right now this spring versus last spring when the Brooklyn Nets had three of the 25 best scores in the history of people organized and everybody 
knew they were destined to uh, to win it last year and how things have changed from from then to now. NHL action heating up down the uh, the home stretch there. By the way, we had Josh Yowie from The Athletic on earlier in the week. Go back and listen to that. If you're a Puck fan, you'll get a lot out of that and get some uh, some good hints on where to put some money down as we head towards Hart Trophy slash MVP announcement. Who's going to get to the final from the two sides of uh, of the thing? Hence, you went out to see a hockey game the other night. Oh my you? God, it was it was incredible. Uh, my my Bruins were in town. Went down to the crypto.com center. Is it, you, don't uh, don't use permanent ink on the signage when you're putting the crypto.com signs around the arena. Uh, I have a real <laughs> feeling in two years we're going to need a new name, but. Uh, so, of course, massive, loud turnout by Bruins fans at, at let's face it, Staples Center. And, uh, and, and Kings fans, you know, L.A. fans are, are polite and, and sane for the most part. Um, and they're always they look at us like you people are out of your fucking minds, like, you know, entire families decked out in jerseys, John Busick jerseys, like fucking Phil Esposito jerseys, Bobby Orr jerseys. It's we're everywhere. And then, of course, we just put, you know, the the seven zip ass kicking on them start to finish. And I'm just trying to think because I often go to, to Kings games, Ducks games when the Bruins are out here. And I was like, maybe I've just never seen a road hat trick. Like I was trying to remember in my mind, but D- Jake DeBrusque is a natural hat trick, you know, a few minutes into the second period, two minutes in the second period. And, and the hats come people, the hat, the ice is littered with hats from visiting fans. Like how demoralizing is this? If you're the Kings on the bench, we're down three zip. That motherfucker has a hat trick and the fans are throwing their hats on the ice. Uh, so just a glorious moment. The let's go Bruins chants much louder, obviously, than anything Kings fans could muster. They're demoralized by the score as it goes up. Jonathan Quick gets pulled. Then we got so bored midway through the third period, we started a loud Yankee suck chant that you could see the Kings fans were like, what is wrong with these people? I, they're in L.A. chanting Yankees suck at a hockey game. I don't feel like the – that ice littered by hats at an away game, that doesn't... That that happened at a Penguins game this season, and I can't even think who... The Pens had gave the up a hat trick? No, no, no. The Pens had a hat trick on okay. the road, and I can't place who it is. Either way, my feeling is, because I went out to see the Penguins last month um, at Staples Center, and my feeling is always sort of like... How'd that go? Mar- it didn't go so well because you know why it's, it was the reverse of what happened to the Bruins. When teams come out, watch this. This is a great gambling tip. I think we, you and I have uh, addressed this here on minus three, uh, either way, NBA, um, and NHL, this happens to, I don't know about MLB, but that's moot since there may not be a season going forward here, but, um, the classic, they're, these grown-up multimillionaire guys actually do look forward to partying down in certain cities, and L.A. is the number one. And so when you go Anaheim one night and then two nights later you turn around and play the Kings or if you play the Lakers and then come back with the Clippers, this second game they probably are hungover. And that's and that's literally probably true. So two things happen to the Bruins, right? They have to, they have to play in Anaheim the next night. So you, you know they're going out. Everything you threw at the net went in. 
So you've got the regression to the bean and, and uh, you know, the Ducks were like plus 150 at home. And like I didn't hit it, but like that was a lock that they were going to lose the next night after everything going in and going out and everything going in into your mouth in the alcohol department, a guarantee uh, that there would be some no shows uh, in Anaheim. But a delight, a delight in LA. Oh, it's fun. But the thing with the Kings games that I've that, and Ducks games that I've always felt is I I feel like Martin Sheen doing the voiceover um, around the Duval scene on the beach when they're drinking beer and having the campfire and everything else uh, at night, and and Sheen's voiceover says something to the effect of the more they try to make it feel like home, the further away you feel. That's that's exactly how I feel when I'm at a hockey game in L.A. I'm kind of like, yeah, it's got all the trappings. I mean, there's the ice right there. They're the two. It doesn't have quite the atmosphere, though. Boy, I wish I were in Pittsburgh watching the Pens. I mean, the one thing that's nice about how polite and sterile it is, is that you can dominate with a much smaller force with your (laughs) loud drunkenness. It feel. Uh, I mean, it, it obviously felt like a Bruins home game, you know, halfway through. Um, it was reminding me of uh, going down to Anaheim with a, with a crack staff of drunken Red Sox fans dominating. Uh, hey, real quick, because I read the rundown. I don't, you know, Spaghetti, I want you to know I read the rundown. Um, I'm looking I at the rundown that, right now, friend. I see that. I see that. Uh, I, I saw on the rundown that the Dolphins have said no to Deshaun Watson. <laughs> But as we know, that doesn't necessarily stop him in his tracks, right? I mean, we uh, 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 allegedly, <laughs> Deshaun Watson might be rubbing up against the Dolphins going, well, how about now? How about now? Uh, why don't you just put your hand on it? You're not suggesting that that, that that porpoise hole thing is has a porpoise, right? You're not... I don't well, listen. It's like is this idea that um, teams have to go. We don't want this fucking nightmare. Could they make that trade if it weren't for the trouble that Ross is currently in? Would they? Is that like too much to handle already with the Flores um, situation and Ross? Like we can't now also now be chasing Deshaun Watson. I I mean that makes out uh, makes sense to me that they wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, you know, it's funny because I I thought, you know, when Michael Vick was suspended, I was like, gosh, I feel like all those owners' wives own a Pekingese or a Pomeranian. Like, they love dogs. Like, there's just no way the missus is going to let you sign Michael Vick. And then he spent his time, uh, no pun intended, in the doghouse. And then, you know, apologized and was and was kind of welcomed back as a chastened, you know, uh, a, a contrite citizen. And this one, she seems so much more difficult. Like I, you know, I don't know how you, how the PR team handles it. So if you're looking at Tua, you're like, I don't know. I, I, I guess, you know, we just got to try to develop this guy. With Mike Vick. It is funny that that, cause that's uh, Kenny Pickett's hand size to bring it all together. Oh, yeah. they, he has the smallest hands since Mike Vick. And Mike Vick's talent otherwise was enough to override the small hands as it was his off the field endeavors. 
And I guess that's really what it all goes back to is uh, with Deshaun Watson, though, we don't still know what the story is. That's why it's the unknown, right? If we knew what the charges were, I bet you he'd be on a team, but we don't know if he's going to get suspended for a season by the league. I'm talking about before any uh, felonious stuff comes down. Anyway, you know what? Let's talk. So we go, oh, hey, hey, Kenny Pickett, smallest hands at the combine since Michael Vick. Oh, so he runs a 4-2? No, no, no. He doesn't have a compensating <laughs> skill set. He just has tiny hands. That's all. That's his, his small but hand. Boy, can he, boy, can he work himself over, but good. He oh works his God. man parts over. Oh, my over. God. Just because he looked, you know what? I mean, I, again, I can speak from experience. He could take both his tiny hands to his junk. That's when you really feel like you're 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 dealing with an axe handle down there. You get your tiny hands, your little <laughs> tiny hands down there. And then you Jeez. go through life, you know, with big dick energy. Maybe big dick energy as we've come to know it is really just tiny hand energy. I that see what you're getting. Tiny at. hand energy. God, you know, I know that that, you know, obviously Stormy Daniels went into incredible detail about Trump's tiny little mushroom cap that he has down there, his withered mushroom cap. But his hands are also really small. So it may have been news to him. He, he may he may be like, what is she talking about? It's more than a fistful. Yeah, because you have the tiny hands. As long as no one ever lets you know that you have the small hands is what you're yeah. getting at. I well, we see. Gotta get, we got to get Pickett on the pod here so I can tell him silver line. All right. I want to also get your thoughts, Hench. But now that we're on the combo, I want to hear what you think about baseball because you're a devotee and uh, really your encyclopedic knowledge of all things Boston Red Sox that then extended into all things American League and then uh, consumed your life for at least a decade of your pubescence um, and beyond. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on that. But since we're on the subject of picket, this thing, this 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 canard that goes on every year. When I, I'm not saying it's completely useless, they measure these student athletes that they're going to be drafting, but obviously, vastly more important to every certain everybody organized there is the tape that exists of them already. And if you ask the personnel guys, that is what they will tell you. It's not like, oh yeah, well, but but he did those reps, and when he, he, he put up uh, those reps, so so then we made him a first round. I mean, very rarely does it impact anything. It's a chance to go out, rub elbows with peers, and throw on a drunk. And I am certainly not opposed to doing that. Speaking of which, we analyze things that may or may not be relevant. Let's do it now. I think it's more important. Hench, as a professional writer and a funny guy, you have a, a an impressive resume. But more important is what's on your life resume, Hench. You know, what? what's on your life resume? Let's go through this for any potential employers, you know, um, you know, masturbation enthusiasts. I don't know. I'm just trying to think who this might interest you know, going forward. Uh, but. Obviously, sex with someone I love, but um, I was hoping, you know, obviously these brave Russians who are protesting the fascist invasion of Ukraine, like fucking risking it all, so like there are, you know, hundreds of people. It's not it's not tens of thousands, but they're still like so brave. But I was really hoping the day after Pornhub pulled the plug on Russia that the protests would have 
than a hundred times, like that all these incels would have fucking swept into the streets. Like, no, it's not a hundred. It's a hundred thousand. What's going on? They, they, they took Pornhub down. These guys are all in the streets going, now it's serious. But listen, I'm never that far from away from my greatest achievement as you is my, is my trophy for setting the, the free throw percentage record at Hanover high school. I got, so that's, so we're going on. That's, we should go. That's my greatest achievement ever is 54 for 60, my senior year, 90%. That's number one on my resume, on my life resume. I once challenged a professional athlete to a free throw shooting contest and beat him. Ike Taylor, defensive back of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's That's right. I, I, uh, there was video of that, right? That's correct. I'm thinking, though, Hench, I brag on, I, I think that of all the human beings I've ever known, I've never known my equal at ordering food at a restaurant. I don't know what where this talent came from, but no matter where I am with whoever I'm surrounded by, I always will order the item off the menu that everybody wants a bite of. And by the completion of the main course, everyone agrees Dave got the best thing again. That's that's one of my great talents. Well, first of all, you're a better man than I am because people actually get a bite of what you ordered. Yeah. My attitude is fuck off. We all had the same. We had the all had the same opportunity. I told you what the winner was. And and now you're filled with regret. Get away from my awesome because I what I do, um, you know, the first time you go somewhere, it's always a little bit of a crapshoot. But I have the thing that I will get at every restaurant and I will not deviate. I will not get suckered by the special. Heather will go, that sounds good. I'm like, but you remember you love the, you shouldn't, uh, that, this is the first time the chef's ever made that. Go with what you know and love. Go with what you know and love. So uh, I, I, I can make a mistake the first time I'm at a restaurant. But once I like something, I will never miss that free throw at that restaurant. I like it, but I, you know, there's a balance in life. Like the cheers theme goes, you know, you want to go where everybody knows your name and that's true, but you also want to have a spirit of adventure when it comes to going out to restaurants. You can't just go to the same three restaurants forever. I can get seduced into doing exactly that, but then you realize the pleasure of discovering a new restaurant. That balance is, uh, is what life's all about here in 21st century America, not in the rest of the world. Unfortunately, they have uh, bigger fish to fry. Um, I'm a great urban walker. I once in, which is to say I can walk without ever coming to a complete stop on busy Saturdays on glorious picturesque summer days in, on the North side of Chicago on multiple occasions, three or five, or maybe even more, I would make way for my apartment at Clark and diversity. I would walk up Clark until I hit Wrigley field cars everywhere legions of people all around walk don't walk sign cars in the intersection no matter damashek consistent stride all the way through it's a tough it's a tough thing that most people have to stop and get a watch out nope i just keep going serpentine all the way to the stadium well i don't want to get too dark here but i just am thinking of of your your copious multiple many many children and how when they eulogize you they're going to all have to divvy up, you know, like, Hey, I, can I, can I have the walking? Can I get the walking? Okay. 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 
Yeah. Very impressive. They got a surprisingly a vigorous lovemaking session put on them by one Dave Damashek. And as a result, for the least for the least macho guy, you have to you have to give me credit for the least macho guy that there is. I am a clutch performer when it comes to the most manly of all deeds, impregnation. Right? That's right. Super. I'm Steve. like Tom Brady in that way. In his underwear, that's the greatest. That's the greatest in history. Same thing for me. Women the world over like that. That's the greatest impregnator of women the world's ever known. You're goddamn right it is. And you're going to be now, next if you get anywhere close to me. So you your know? swimmers, you're, you're, you've got super swimmers. But were you also, I mean, were you also saying you're a great lover? I'm a powerhouse love love maker. Yeah, yeah. Are you a generous lover? I suppose so. Generous enough. Enough. Enough to get your nut. Enough to get her pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that's not generous. As with uh, all things, I like to set expectations nice and low. Then everything comes as a surprise. You understand? Well, I didn't think we were going to get so blue because you guys know I don't like to work blue. No, I indeed. Like, I get no, very. That's I, not your I, way. I start looking for the fainting couch. But uh, many, many decades ago, uh, and I could make this, I could make this into a tall tale. I could, I could just tweak it and make me and make it sound better. But I'll be honest. Um, I did have sex with a Victoria's Secret finalist. She never got into the match. She didn't make it. She applied. <laughs> she applied. Hey, uh, I had sex with a Victoria's Secret model. Whoa, really? Like what era? What or what era? Well, not a model. I mean, I had. She sent in an application. She was she was rejected in the first round. You know, it's basically the same thing. You know, a lot of times the prettier girls get rejected. Oh, my my new girlfriend. She's so beautiful. Well, she's not beautiful, but she wants to be beautiful, and that's what really matters. She's got an application filled out. All right, she works at Victoria's Secret. <laughs> this is a, yeah, okay. So Hench is, uh, I, as I've said about you, obviously you're an accomplished writer. The skill I've noticed among fellow comedy writers is you with lit. I, I'm trying to think of, it's a very short list of people who, if somebody said, Hey, we need a joke about Putin, but the show starts in seven minutes. And so we need as many jokes as you can give us. Hench could knock out 25 or 30 jokes in those seven minutes and half of them would be usable, which is a remarkable. I mean, I might come up with one or three masturbation and I would apologize for all of them as I turn them in. Like I have some, but I don't even want you to read them would be, would be how I would do it. So that's, uh, that uh, is your standout talent with that. Here's another um, scouting combine life thing that I am very good at letting my kids win without them knowing I tanked. That's, that is a real gift. I'm like, you know, Sophie and Gigi spent their whole lives thinking they're beating me at things. All right. So this, so this is something I've never done that I suspect I would be terrible at killing somebody. Hmm. But, but let me ask you guys. Okay. You've got a gun to Putin's head. All you have to do is pull the trigger. No repercussions. You're not, you're not killed. You're not imprisoned. You're not tortured. Just could you kill that human being? Yeah, I could. 
And I think you would too. And I know that there are a lot of people out there and the, the a collective courage of the Ukrainian people is just uh, remarkable to, to, to watch and, and tragic and everything else. I do think that people now have started to ask, would Americans do this if challenged? I know it's easy to be snarky about ourselves. I think we would. I think I, I think if our um, our way was challenged to, to, to this degree, I think if we Putin, would rise up. If too. Putin wanted to liberate his fellow fascists in the Oath Keepers and the Three Percenters and the Proud Boys, <laughs> if he wanted to liberate his fellow fascists, Tucker Carlson, from democracy, yeah, I think we would fucking stand up. The problem is we'd have to ask to borrow guns from the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys. That would be tricky. An interesting uh, loophole. I can get- Okay, would you do it? So we'd all do it. So we had a, you'd do it, right? No no repercussions. I would do it. I, w- I wouldn't even want a gun. I'd rather, if I had to kill a human, I'd rather do it myself. I like that. Yeah. Spaghetti sets the gun down and strangles Putin to death. Yeah. No, okay. Okay, so now, and this is where it gets tricky. Uh, Shek and I are parents, so it's complicated. Uh, do you kill Putin, but you're sacrificing your own life? Mm. You're kind of a fucking hero, though. You live, you really live forever, as Oasis sang. Boy, oh boy, that's a heavy one, Hench. I didn't that's heavy, uh, right. Well, your well, resume immediately. You're can just, I tell you something? Uh-huh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes here, and okay. here's my thinking on it. I. Probably 60-40, I won't ever be in that situation to kill Putin. 60-40, yeah, that's what fans no, I'm going to say yes here. I'm going to say yes here because then I look like a great guy for saying, yes, I would sacrifice myself True. without that's the risk serious. of ever actually having to sacrifice right, That's a good that's, – that's a really smart answer. Now let me ask you this. Would you kill Putin – but spaghetti goes to a gulag for the rest of his life. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Goodbye, okay. spaghetti. Right. I'm gonna he have kids, he but I'm gonna write kids. songs about it. I'm gonna talk yeah. about it all the time. Do you know spaghetti sitting in the joint over on the other side of the world before our freedom? He's a hero. Boy, he would have loved watching the the Rangers win their third straight cup. Oh well, listen. He sacrificed. He made the ultimate sacrifice, didn't he? I'm intrigued yeah, by Eddie Spaghetti. Tell us a little bit more about this desire, not just Putin, but if you have to kill, you want to do it with your bare mitts? Yeah, I don't want to. Why use so? Uh, I would rather if I'd rather not use an automatic weapon. If anything, I'd use like a sword, like a blade over my hands and just beat them up. Because I've always people always ask me, it's like, would you save like if you had to save some of your family or somebody apparently was wrong, kind of like a like a Punisher, you know, here superhero kind of uh, scenario. It's like I would go absolutely insane and I would have no remorse. If, if somebody is a, a deemed a bad guy and I had to take him out, they're done. And I, I would do it by any means necessary. So I feel like the gun is a cop out. You're you're <laughs> basically a fucking a, 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 a moronic James Bond villain at this point. Where it's like, <laughs> why did we not kill Putin? I thought we had the fucking barrel against his temple. Yeah, the guy we sent decided he wanted to do it with his bare hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then a hundred guys came in and tackled him midway through the asphyxiation. He had three minutes to shoot him in the head. And he's like, no way. That's for pussies. I'm going to strangle this motherfucker. Right. Yeah. I, I got a UFC him to death. That's, that's the message. Hey, spaghetti. <laughs> All right. Shoot him in the temple and then fucking strangle him. Are you just going to choke him out or what are you going to do? Oh, you yeah. Just- yeah, it would be like a four leg lock him into submission or what? 
It'd be a beat up and then a then a choke like a you know head into like the mud or something and, and yeah I mean if you also gave me like maybe the only gun I would use from like would be like a sniper from the distance because that's like that would be pretty cool but like going up to somebody with a gun that's not my method. It's gonna be brutal <laughs> when that fucking judo grandmaster <laughs> flips you and you get outpointed by the old man. <laughs> fucking you didn't kill him. You lost the wrestling match and now you're going to the gulag and we still have this fucking monster on planet earth set a line on that uh hench would you so you got a 70 year old man who is a judo i don't know he's a black belt but i think they can play fast and loose with giving the giving him a black belt whether he earns it or not he probably just give it to him and he's a you know kgb guy he must know some dirty tricks in hand to hand or do you like the relatively young husky Eddie Spaghetti and his football playing background to do away with the uh, oh Spaghetti would be like minus eight fifty. Oh, he would. Oh man, for sure. Good for you, Spaghetti. How about Captain that? America. That's nice. Captain America. Come well, also, on. also, isn't he like five foot seven? And then have you seen him like the hockey highlights or the hi- yeah. highlights? They're more like low lights. Like I mean, he's not. I don't. I don't think he's a very athletic guy. I like I said, Putin would have one chance, but he couldn't get his tiny hands around Spaghetti's trachea. <laughs> Not big enough. His little Kenny Pickett hands couldn't choke out spaghetti, and spaghetti rises off the mat. Let me impress you with my masturbation techniques. Let I can t- I see your hands are not gigantic. Yeah. Also, Mr. Eddie, is it? I have one more for you to share on my life resume. Okay. That's a a, a point that some people sort of like the masturbating that you bragged on. Some people laugh that I'm not a heavyweight drinker because if you've ever uh, had a belt with me, as both of you guys have, um, if I get halfway through my first drink, I'm drunk. And that's exactly how drunk I'll be for the rest of the night. No matter how many more drinks I have the rest of the way, that's exactly how drunk I'll be. And I will be drunk from that first half of that first beer. And I think it's a, you know, it's been a virue for me. In my that's, adult that life. is uh, that is maximum enjoyment. That's right. exactly where you want to be. You want to be in that sweet spot for as long as possible. So, I mean, I'm I it takes me a little longer to get drunk, and then I'm I can only have that drinks four to six is fun, but then I'm going to go to eleven. None of that will be fun. Now I'm fully into the the uh, addiction part of it. And then, of course, I, as I get older, I start really thinking about the next day. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Just re- so you just have a nice, gentle buzz. Yeah, I'm a nice. I'm, I'm, I'm the only thing that happens to me is I get louder. I, uh, you know, I'm more delightful than usual. That's all. I don't, I'm not a mean drunk, so I have that going. Hench has his small hands with which to masturbate himself and feel good um, in the aftermath. Hey, and the other thing, Spaghetti's willing to kill with his bare hands. I, I know everybody. You know, even even fucking terrible drivers claim to be great parallel parkers. It's so true. It's uh, the go-to but, most. You know, I, I'm a master, and the great thing about the technology of these new cars, you know, it's been whatever. It's not brand new, but like you know, this last decade of having the fucking beeper, both your bumpers are a sixteenth of an inch from the car, but in front of you and behind you. Like now, there you they should fucking a gold medal should come up on the nav screen when you park your car with the with the sixteenth of an inch on each side. Because when it's I love it when it's like 
it, it's a concert, right? Both ends are blaring at you like, they're going to hit the car. I'm like, no, I'm not. You don't know who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk out of that car. And, and I also, there's no, there's no better feeling than somebody in a smaller car slowing down next to a spot, eyeballing it, throwing their hands up and moving on. And then you get to shame them as you pray they come around the block as you're locking your car and walking away. Here's what I'm great at when it comes parallel part. Yeah, it's it's everybody. It's the garden variety answer. If you ask people what what are they good at in in day-to-day life, they will go to that. And the irony is, of course, that they're not good at it. Most people. I am, but I need inspiration. I ride, you know, we talk about clutch and what defines clutch. My parallel parking game actually gets better when there's pressure, which is three or seven cars right behind me honking their horns. What are you doing? Like I nail it. I mean, there is no, I will get that mother in there. Like I'm the first one to admit if there's no pressure, if I have all the time in the world, I might hit the curb because I don't, I I don't feel I, you know, I'm not, I'm not raising my game, but I, I know how to do it when it's go time. So I'm excellent at that. The other thing I can do where it comes to parking is Another one people are proud of is, oh, I know how to find the good space in a parking lot, the one closest to the door. And people have all these these weird kind of theories about it. It's all it's a vision game. People say, oh, you got to listen. You got to listen for cars starting. You can't do that. Not with electric cars. Not in this age. You can't uh, you, you can't just listen. If you if you know how to use your eyes, I can follow people. I can tell who's on their way, who's walking with purpose to leave. You know, I can, I know how to follow people right to their space. I'm very good at finding the best parking spaces in any parking lot. Sounds so. creepy. Sounds a little stalkery, but uh, also not necessarily a transferable skill. Your Jason Bourne ability. This is a good handy tip. Um, when you're in that that mall parking garage, you're getting up to level six, level seven, and it, if you can wedge your car somewhere on top of the no parking, anywhere, if you can get your car into a space that won't block anybody from getting out, you're not getting a ticket. No, no one is fucking patrolling the seventh floor of the Grove. If you can just get your car out of the way, that is a parking space. Just take it and treat it like a parking space. Don't block anybody in, but I don't know why those lines are there next to the staircase. This is a fucking parking spot. Spaghetti, do you have any besides your desire to kill with your bare mitts another human being? Do you have any skills out there? My skill is that I don't have any skills, but Mm. I'm like, I'm good enough at a lot of things. Or I'm like, I have hobbies and a lot of things or interest in a lot of things. So I'm like a bit of a tastemaker and that I could pretty much converse (laughs) or do any like this. That's the the (laughs) truth. Like I'm not great at one thing. But like I could play a little bit. I could play a, a little bit of something on like almost every instrument. I could I could play every sport. I could go on a skate. I could uh, you know I, I I like a lot red wine, but I also like craft beer. It's like I'm all movies, TV, music. Been to probably over 100 concerts, so I have like a lot of interests. I've a hand in many uh, hats. So that's my skill is that somebody comes up to me and talks about X, Y, Z. You also called yourself a tastemaker. I'm not sure what yeah. any of that, how Listen, any of that I equals got, you being a tastemaker. I'm envisioning uh, Spaghetti uh, with that, his driving, his, his big legs driving the length of the ice. He's, he's got this great skating ability. And then and then he he ties Putin to the goalpost. And then he fucking Clint Malarchuk's him. 
he raises his leg and fucking severs his carotid artery with no, his he wants to do it with his bare hand. He's just going to do it with his right hand and, and then, use it like and a blade. And then, and, and as Putin bleeds out, and then this would be the this would be the great this would be the greatest thing. So, Spaghetti Malarchuk's Putin. Putin is is bleeding out on the ice, but he's still alive. And then, uh, Spaghetti invites Artemi Panarin in to urinate on Putin for fucking concocting. <laughs> These charges to get in his head last year. Oh my god, it'd be glorious. Glorious. <laughs> that is come on, Tarantino. That, come on, right. Tarantino. This is I'm writing it for you right now. Spaghetti's revenge. I, Speaking I also, of wine. I could also ahead. just do the Crosby though and just hit Putin in the head in the face repeatedly with my uh, stick. Oh, uh, I don't know if you heard the bad news, Hench. The the he discredited Sidney Crosby because he doesn't like the way he plays. He gets too I many mean, calls. Spaghetti, listen, too many calls. Uh, I got a lot of rivalry, I, uh, you know, but it's going to be hard to get the the Sidney Crosby as a dirty player uh, <laughs> trending. He's got he, he's I mean, he's I don't know about he, that. I think a lot of people know he, he's kind of a whiner and gets away with uh, some. Antics I, I, I'm not I'm not saying he's a choir boy. He's not Patrice Bergeron. But, you know, his body of work is such. I mean, it's like John Stockton was a dirty player, but it's not going to lead the Wikipedia page. You know, I'm not yeah, saying you're that's wrong. That's fair. I'm that's saying fair. it's not going to catch on. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, and also you're a Rangers fan. The dirtiest legend in sports history is Mark Messier. He, you know, uh, you know, we can talk about Brad Marchand, but that is the first line. Even if he goes to the Hall of Fame, is that he is a scumbag. Mark Messier is celebrated as though he did. He loved putting the stick in the eye of foes. Loved hitting guys from the blind side. Laying the loved those cross checks in the lower back. He he was the worst man. That would be a good wing to have in in the Hall of Fame in Toronto. The scumbag wing, like they're in the Hall of Fame, but you have to be over here. <laughs> too much stick work. Hey, Cicerelli, too much stick work. You got to fuck. You got to be over here. Or in their in their bus, just make them look like jerks. I don't know what uh, that uh, what that looks like. But so go. Are we, let's we, should we do some picks? Like, I guess let's the, do some picks. I was just about to blow through a couple here because you mentioned the Leafs there. I was also, though, distracted enough because Spaghetti mentioned that he likes wine. And I do think that it always when you talk about life resume, it's always worth mentioning these people who figured booze out are just they're, they're they're among the finest human beings that ever walked the planet earth how did it come to be i you know i always talk about like a cow how did they figure out what to do to make a cow taste good you know who was the first one did a cow die and fall in to a campfire with the with the you know with our uh his prehistoric brethren and it was like whoa the cow died right in the fire like hold on it's never smelled more delicious. Let's give it a taste. And like, was the let's make some juice out of these out of these little orbs. They taste terrible, good. When we terrible day for cows. <laughs> the first time someone was like the the serendipitous. This yeah. fucking this cow got charred. Oh my god! Bring all the cows over. Come here, yeah. cows. <laughs> well, whoever did that, it should be that should be a national holiday. Hey, regarding the NBA, FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner. And with FanDuel same game parlays, oh, I love the same game parlay. You can turn little bets into big paydays. For instance, tonight, 
you have on Thursday night at the time of this recording, you have the Lakers at the Clippers, or maybe it's the Clippers at the Lakers. Same difference. The uniforms are the only thing that'll change there. Let's show them how it's done here, Eddie Spaghetti. Let's do a same game parlay. The Clippers are giving two and a half there. Let's uh, So let's start there. Um, who you taking? And then uh, give us another leg or two on your mind. I'm going to take the quote-unquote road team here getting the points. I think it's a pretty even matchup, so I like the Lakers uh, in their home but not at home uh, winning this game with a two-and-a-half. I like also the uh, the over on this one. It's 220. I think the, you know lack of defense would be a lot of scoring in this one. And the last thing I like, and you touched this a little bit on this show, a little bit on extra points, LeBron James is still LeBron James. There's not much talent going on in the Lakers team. Russell Wilson, not a great fit. So what does that mean? It means Russell, uh, LeBron James is going to score a lot of points. He's going to rebound. He's going to pass the ball. I like him, LeBron, minus 105 to record a double-double tonight. Yeah, FanDuel Sportsbook payouts in as little as two hours. Easy to use, safe and secure. If you're a new customer, you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Like we say, though, the most fun you can have pretty much uh, betting on sports. The same game parlay. Get in there and, again, make sure you bet at FanDuel.com slash minus three, the word minus the number three. And we'll see you in the winner circle. And now a quick break. Well, speaking of uh, of fire and flames, the flames are plus 550 to reach the final. I feel like this is as tilted, and I asked this to Cousin Sal uh, the other day on Extra Points, and so I ask you, Hench, in a related matter, I feel like the Western Conference slash Campbell Conference currently is – um, is pretty breezy. The Avs should get to the final. And if this ain't the year with the fits and starts over the last couple of years, they've got to get there this year. But if they don't, the Flames are a great value at plus 550. They are the second best team. That's what Josh Yowie agreed with on The Athletic the other day when we talked to him. The Whale slash Eastern Conference is going to be a nightmare. I don't know how you could rightly have any confidence in any team getting through through that mix. But I say, so bet them... Um, I also like Austin Matthews to break through with the Hart Trophy slash MVP trophy. The value there is plus 350. You talk about, you know, having small hands and how that might actually be good. And uh, I, I'm at or going to game. What are, if you're an Edmonton Oilers fan right now, you have one and two among the scoring leaders, and your team might miss the playoffs. I mean, Andre Dawson won the MVP. And he was the best hitter in baseball that year, but at least there was only one of him, but Ryan Sandberg was there as well. I mean, what is, has there ever been a team with arguably the two best players in the league and you don't, and you don't go to the playoffs. Is that, I'm trying to think, is that even, I mean, football, I can't, I can't imagine that ever happening. Uh, that 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 even one time that you would have well, the two best players. Funny, in the I, you sport. know, when you think about like Marcel Dion, Bernie Nichols, you know, there there are guys historically, Luke Robitaille is a little bit like this, where you don't really you don't th- you think of them as prodigious scorers, but you don't go like, oh, that guy that guy lifted the cup a bunch of times. Like, you know, there is a history of uh, I mean Cicerelli, like guys who who score and and for whatever reason. Um, 
that doesn't translate to to long playoff runs. We're getting into a weird place, though. That was a big, I mean, that's a big story for Jordan and for LeBron and Lemieux in his day. And, uh, you know, those guys, you know, it, it does matter that it's, I mean, we're getting fairly deep now into Connor McDavid's career now without him making any hay in the postseason it i don't know how i would feel as an edmonton fan in fact eddie spaghetti said before we started spinning here that they should trade those guys i mean that wouldn't go over you could never deal those guys that would that would be a nightmare if you were an oilers fan to watch them but i also think that to jump to nba talk as we got all of a sudden this 25 30 year run of the western conference in the nba being so much better perennially than the East has that finally now flipped this spring is the East now officially better than the West in the NBA I mean I still think the Suns you know and and FanDuel will will back this sure the Suns are the are the best team in the league and and you know it's funny I, I Chris Paul has just just ground me down with his excellence like where I'm like I, I haven't ever really liked Chris Paul I got a bunch of little reasons why I don't like him. And he had the he had the weird, long sort of underachievement thing going, which worked nicely with my not liking him. And now he makes that Phoenix team roll in a way. As soon as he misses a game, the Pelicans blow the Suns out at home like he's so valuable. But, you know, so the assumption is he'll be back and and they'll be rolling again. But when you're talking about depth. Um, the Eastern Conference just has is is so deep, so deep, in fact, that a team that will be in the play in is only plus six is the is the best is the shortest odds to win the whole thing. The Nets are plus 600 um, at, at, out of the East. So I look at all those Eastern teams, uh, Nets plus 600 bucks plus 650. Um Sixers plus 700, which I think is weird. And the those, to your point, the East is so deep suddenly and so good that none of those numbers are attractive. I mean, obviously, I gave out my Miami Heat uh, uh, before the Nets and Sixers got better by addition and subtraction together. Um, so I don't love the Heat quite as much as I did a few weeks ago. But uh, the craziest stat uh, – and I also, again, as someone who doesn't like James Harden, I was really hoping it wouldn't work. Tyrese Maxey is 27 for 42 uh, since James Harden started playing with them and nine for 14 from behind the three-point line. So he's shooting 64.3% overall and 64.3% from three-point land since Harden arrived. And it's like, and no one's talking about Tyrese Maxey. You know, he's filling it up. But they have these two other monsters. So we know the three-headed monster is the formula to, to win the title. Uh, so if I get if I had to modify my heat pick, I probably would go go Sixers and the way they're playing. Well, it's uh, great. I love I love that, but it's also funny, like you watch the game and and, and Doris Burke points out, well, Thibel's gonna kill you because you can't you can't cover him. And I'm thinking like well, I mean, they could cover him. I mean, they're tougher covers in, in the league. No, no, literally, you can't cover him because you have to double the uh, the bigger stars. He's he's literally running free on that side of the court. It's crazy um, how loaded up they they suddenly feel there. Um, and so, yeah, I uh, and, and yet they still have longer odds than the Nets do. But 
to tie it all together. This is weird. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand. get why it, it continues and, and, and to this, be that. And way. this back injury, like anyone who's ever tweaked their back, I don't under. I don't know what is going on with Ben Simmons, other than the fact that he hates playing basketball. Uh, it, it's it's really weird to me that the Nets that that number will not plummet like the Russian stock market. I don't understand why why everyone so that everyone thinks the Nets are going to get right and be dominant. That seems unlikely to me. It, it is. It, yes, it's weird. But also to connect the generations and the two sports and everything else that we're talking about. I, I in the 80s, the Celtics, I, the thing I don't think the 80 Celtics ever really have gotten their due for doing when going up against the Showtime Lakers dynasty was they had to go through Sidney Moncrief and Bob Lanier's Bucks who would beat the hell out of you and Dominique's Hawks who were legit. And obviously the Sixers are an all-time team and uh, Detroit rose up at the back, a- back half of, of that decade. Meantime, the Lakers were going through the Mavericks, the Nugs, like these high flying teams that, you know, I mean, Roy Tarpley. But I always thought that moment. was such an advantage for the Lakers. But it was such a thing. And so that leads me to think, if the Avs don't choke, they have to win the cup because whoever survives the Wales, the East, is going to be beaten to hell. The Avs should kind of have a, a, a relatively breezy ride to get to the final. I think the Avs, even though it's as chalk as you can get, I think the Avs are the pick here, even if it's the Lightning or or Carolina or whoever you like best out of the other side of the bracket. Well, and I think you could, you could use the same logic for the Suns because your earlier point is right. so true that the East is much deeper than the West. That said, and and I actually like your flames given there, there is a, a lot more um, puck luck, obviously, in hockey because there are pucks. But you, you can you can win a seven game series pretty easily and not be the better team. So, you know, flames plus 550 to win the conference versus I have the avalanche only at plus 350. That's already I've already made that bet to win the whole thing. I think the Flames number is better given that a game 7 between those two teams would be would be a coin flip as as hockey games tend to be as opposed to basketball where it it's hard to win a get seven game series where you weren't the better team. That said, looking at the prices on FanDuel in the West the Grizz are plus 2,900 <laughs> and something is happening in Memphis uh, where they may have the best player in the NBA. And because of that market, it, it just, it's there. I don't think they're there. It's Memphis. Obviously, you know, they're just not taken seriously. So if you're looking at, at Suns plus 430 or, or Grizzly plus 2,900, I don't know. I would just, just as value goes, you got to think John Morant versus Chris Paul in a game seven, you'd rather be plus 2,900 than plus 430. So uh, I, I thought that jumped off the FanDuel site as incredibly attractive, more so than all those Eastern Conference numbers where they're going to have to play many good teams to get to the finals. I also would say I don't believe in the Warriors. Just just throwing that out. I hear you on that one. And I, the other team that's out there is uh, that I'm landing on in the West is the Mavs at plus eighteen hundred. Um, I think they're another one that that's worth taking a flyer on. It really, I, you know, I hear you on the Suns. 
um, jazz shorter odds there. The Nugs at plus twelve hundred. Um, but yeah, I like I, like I say, uh, Luca and company. Maybe it's his time to at least make a run to the finals there. I think uh, that's a decent bet. Any other uh, best bet you want to throw yeah, out there? Yeah, well, I um I do. It's funny. There's a there's a uh, a regular season Sunday game rematch between last year's finalists, Bucks Suns, and the Bucks will be will be giving uh, a handful. Uh, but they won't be giving as much as they should because the Chris Paul thing is is immeasurable how important that is. So I would take the Bucks at home uh, in a statement game against the diminished Suns. Uh, seems like a, a good bet. And then Saturday, as you pointed out, in hockey, we've never seen anything like this where the top there's the top eight teams in the Eastern Conference that any one of those teams could beat any other of uh, the other teams, like literally all eight of those teams could go to the finals. And then there's a, a, a Marianas trench drop off to the remaining teams in, in the conference and the Bruins visit the blue jackets on Saturday. And that, even though those teams are, are eight and nine in the conference, that game will be a perfect demonstration of the gulf between the top eight in the Eastern Conference and the remaining teams. So I would give a goal and a half uh, and and get some value in return because the Bruins are going to kick the shit out of the Blue Jackets on Saturday. I'll tell you this. I like that. And uh, uh, how much I like it is that I had the Bruins getting in to to the postseason. And I do. Uh, I know it sounds crazy, but on some level, at least the Bruins are the one matchup I don't want for, for my penguins. I can deal with losing to the lightning. There's the, the, I feel like our dignity would get stolen by, uh, by your rugged bees, but that's because I grew up fearing the Bruins where the whales is concerned that I don't know if you want to root. I mean, obviously you want the Bruins to win to improve where their, their, their position, but the Blue Jackets have a chance to catch the Capitals. If you if if you ain't paying attention, the Capitals are really stinking it up, and the Blue Jackets are coming on. Do you think they can actually complete the deal and and uh, get past the Caps and get into the playoffs? Well, that would be you know, that would be very funny. As, as this has turned into a geopolitical podcast that dabbles a little bit in sports, but you know the reality is the fucking heartbeat of that team is yeah, Russian, right. and you know. Ovechkin has has maybe said all the wrong things previously, but he clearly thinks this is fucking terrible. And it's just got to be a, a bummer, you know, for people with family and, and history in, in that country. So that is a wild card, that for sure. In the same way that I just saw the headline that nobody knows where to take Russian players in the draft. Hmm. Like it, it's, 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 it's so tragic. I mean – you know, uh, Spaghetti's too young, but Sheck and I grew up with Larianov and Fatisov and Krutov and Markov and just all those fucking guys getting an opportunity to prove themselves, uh, you know, in a prof- in the professional hockey league. And it, it's going to be really sad if while this monster is is running uh, Russia into the ground, if young, promising hockey players won't have that same opportunity. Isn't it um, wasn't it Peter Klima who would kind of um, candy cane stick wrap uh, the tape uh, st- uh, tape his stick and in between the black tape he would put symbols to um, send messages to people to bust out of the Soviet Union. Do you remember that? 
All I remember about Peter Klima and how dare you bring him up to a Bruins fan was him him potting the puck for the Oilers in the finals after Glenn Wesley missed a yawning open net to seal our fate. Um, so I'm having PTSD, but I hope the, the, the candy striped tape on his stick was telling people one of the more memorable finals because the because the boston gardens ice literally steamed and you had a hard time making out where the players were on it was kind of like the randall cunningham in soldier field playoff game but uh but in hockey spaghetti do you have any uh, best bets you want to throw out for everybody uh i do since you guys give a bunch of hockey bets i'll uh, i'll pivot over to some uh, nfl since we're in combine week and i think this one especially today with the news of uh kenny pickett's small hand size and my disclaimer is that i don't care about it kenny pickett's played what five better part of five seasons in pittsburgh he's gonna be fine i think honestly he's probably gonna be the best quarterback in this class but i think the, the first quarterback selected on fanduel.com right now malik willis being plus 110 i think that's just easy money to to place i think he his interviews according to a lot of guys uh matt miller and todd mcshay said the teams are in love with him we also saw the video today of him helping the homeless person while he was in Indianapolis and teams are just gotten this like trend of they need a mobile quarterback. And I think that's going to be the edge over Kenny Pickett. He will, uh, he'll be the pick out of Liberty. Another bet I like too. And I said this on a few podcasts ago that Aiden Hutchinson was not going first overall. And I think it's pretty much a lock now. Um, I also wouldn't be shocked if Hutchinson doesn't go too overall. I would not, I think there's a chance the lions may actually look into taking quarterback in this draft. But anyway, the point is, the first, number one overall pick, if you bet Evan Neal right now, he's minus 110, not a great value. Plus 400, Iki Iquanu, I think this is still a really good shot. I know, like, not that it matters, but uh, Mel Kuyper has him going number one in his draft. Uh, he's interviewed quite well. Teams seem to like him. I know the Jaguars did bring him in already for workouts, so uh, they like him, and I wouldn't be shocked at plus 400 if Iki Iquanu goes number one overall in this uh, upcoming draft. Very it's good football and and uh, spaghetti's rundown. I saw you know the back to back items that nobody's nobody's calling about Aaron Rodgers. Like, wow, wow, to be that good and ever being like, fuck it, no, not no, thanks. And then right below it, spaghetti had the item that uh, the Giants going, hey, we're fielding calls for Saquon. Hey, we're so I was like imagining like as someone who's had him in fantasy, ever you know, I I go. I'm not going to take him this year. Don't take him this year. He's, he's Fabergé egg. He's going to break down. And then I go, well, that's too cheap. I got a bid on it. I can't let him go for 32 every year. I end up with that guy. So I was imagining the Giants uh, trade hotline phone uh, just still and unlit up prior to the big announcement that we're, we're fielding calls. They make the announcement. The league's like, yeah, we know you're fielding calls. We're, we're, it, we weren't waiting for you to announce that you're fielding calls for Saquon and the phone's still not lighting up about like what, what value we've, there's already no value in running backs anyway. Yeah. But this guy gets hurt all the time. We're fielding calls. I, I mean, but they, it makes me crazy listening that, that we, then pass off the GM and the coaches like, Oh, Pete Carroll says that they're, that they're not going to trade Russell Wilson. So we can move on from that. That's all resolved. I mean, how many examples do we need over the years of these guys showing up this week 
and talking a bunch of jive and then going completely against it. There, there is no like that should make Jimmy G feel a lot more comfortable based on what John Lee. No, nothing. No, there. What Jimmy G has been around. I'm sure he doesn't feel any more. Com- Russell Wilson doesn't say, "Oh, well, now I'm, there's no chance I'm getting traded." Only the public buys that job. It it drives me crazy. Jimmy G, people are still talking about trading for him and that the the Niners maybe want a second or a third round pick. Nobody's giving up a second round pick. This this jive makes me crazy. Um, So, Hench, let's jump now to, and we do have a good, we got to get our pal Nick Santora, who's doing a great show right now. Jack Reacher, apparently uh, Eddie Spaghetti's a big fan. Um. And got a kibitz well, with him. It's and- funny because, of course, Nick, you know, blew us off through the entire football season because he claimed to be working. And Nick it, it has a job where we'll actually know if he was working or not. I mean, your friends can say they're working. You won't have any idea. So uh, to Nick's credit, his alibi for not watching football with us was that he was working and then his fucking awesome show lands and is a hit and, and is renewed for a second season. And then we go, oh, damn it. He was he was working. We, we, we wanted to give him <laughs> shit, but apparently he was working on one of his five shows. Um, so congratulations to the panda. Everything well, he does turns to gold. Uh, he's the best. He's the best. We'll get him on in the next few weeks here to talk some. Talk about the Islanders, uh, the Islanders missing the playoffs. The Islanders missing the playoffs. There will be you know much what he can do. You know what we can do? We can have That's him on to eulogize Clark Gillies and and this year's Islanders. Both. <laughs> Um, you speak of Santora working endlessly. Baseball may not work at all in the calendar year 2022. Let's wrap it up here, Hench. First of all, as a diehard, your emotions. And two, we talked about it on an extra points, and I gave my answer of how to fix baseball. To me, it's pretty straightforward. I would love it, and I'm a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. Relegation. Let's do like in the Premier League. If you stink bad enough, you get sent down. You get sent to AAA, and a AAA team makes the bigs. It would be great. And I do think legitimately the story of some AAA team suddenly playing in Yankee Stadium and all that would be must-watch for that season. And then, you know, at the end of that, you would relegate somebody else. and and, And as I say, my team would be on the chopping block, obviously. I mean, um, for this, I love it. The problem, of course, you would the first thing you'd have to do is unaffiliate all minor league teams right. from major league teams. But I, I would love there to be some kind of punishment for not trying to win. Precisely. And relegation would be the ultimate punishment. On the ML on the major league baseball thing, it's very hard because basically this is this is the choice you have. For fans, it is much better. If there's a hard salary cap in your sport and the players don't have a lot of rights as a fan, that's the best you can do as a fan. You want you want a level playing field um, and you don't want the players to have a lot of power. That's great for a fan. Now, in the NBA, when James Harden goes, I don't like it here anymore, so I'm going to go play somewhere else. That's not great for fans. But if you're if you're pro labor. You watch the games for the players. You fucking, these owners are monsters. You These are guys are all assholes. So your allegiance should be to the players. But as fans, it really is better 
um, if you have a hard cap that makes the playing field level. So I'm always torn with, you know, between my desire for Major League Baseball to be more like the NFL, which is the best sporting product, and my allegiance to the guys that actually hit the home runs and throw the fastballs. So it's funny. I, I, I think I said the exact same thing on extra points in the last week. Basically, Dave, the fan doesn't want any changes to what I know, like most fans. And that's the leverage that all these leagues have over us. No one wants the disruption of uh, the threat from the college football people on high, the people who are incented to have it their way. And we'll we'll say, we can't start letting these student athletes make money on the side. And we're afraid, Oh, will it change things? Cause we don't want anything to change. We love college football. Don't change that. And we don't like that. But of course, as human beings, if you are in the small handful of human beings who are good at playing quarterback, then you should get to control your destiny as much as anybody does. Of course, free market and all that and go where you want to go. You shouldn't be withheld to go wherever you want, but it's our fear uh, as fans of that stuff, disrupting our viewing pleasure that I, I'm, I'm with you completely on what you just said. Basically, I mean, right? of course it would be better for me if my housekeeper just did it for the love of the game. She just did it for the love of the game and not, and didn't ask for any remuneration. Yeah. That's better for me. We all understand that, but I'd be a fucking scumbag. And obviously that's what, that's the plague of college football is, yes, you profiteers are all fucking scumbags profiting off of somebody's labor. And the billionaires that own baseball teams are like, hey, you know, we took a little bit of a hit. We might have lost one one thousandth of one percent of our net worth. Let's use that as a cudgel uh, to to uh, to create a, create a new world order in Major League Baseball. The one thing that amazes me and 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 I'm with them Major League Baseball Union never loses. They, they fucking rack. They've racked up such a series of wins that they have in their history. They go, yeah, here's what we have to do. Just and not and maybe not coincidentally, the worst players union is in pro football. So and 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 you say that's the best product, which kind of services the point that I just made about what, what we'll we'll sign off on all that. We we morally or ethically get it, but more important to us is since these are characters in our lives and not the other way around for us is we just don't want it to be disrupted. But, um, so, all right. Um, I think we've said more than enough here. How say you Eddie spaghetti? Have we, we covered enough soil here today? I think so. We hit, we hit Ukraine, Putin, uh, you know, uh, how you're going to kill him. Masturbation. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. And then plus your typical uh, MLB, uh, NHL bets, NBA bets. I think we checked a lot of boxes here. All right. We'll leave it there. Just make sure he's dead. Don't fuck around when you get in that room, man. I'm, I, I, you can't. <laughs> if we hear that we fucking funded this mission and then you come back and you said you wrestled him to a draw, that's going to be devastating. No, so you're not going to like get the shirt. You're not going to get the sweater up over his head. Like uh, you, you love the puck spaghetti, right? Isn't that the you got to? Yeah, he's an old Colton Orr move. Yeah, when he has the the fighting strap unhooked on his jersey, I can pull it over his head and, and get him a couple of the the helmet off. I, I won't disappoint Hench. Okay. 
All right. Very good. Well done, fellas. Um, we uh, will take a break now for the weekend. We'll drink in the action and we'll come back on the other side of things to see how we did with our picks and to set you up for what's to come. In the meantime, good stuff, Kevin Hench. Good stuff, Eddie Spaghetti. Good stuff, Josh Yoey earlier in the week. Go back and listen to that one if you're a Puck fan. And uh, like I say, we'll be back on the other side of the weekend. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>